On today's broadcast, we're going to air a message by Brother Earl Hughes that was preached back a few years ago that blessed our heart. Brother Earl Hughes preaching on God loves a cheerful giver. In the book of Malachi in chapter 3, and we want to read a few verses here. And as Paul would say and did say, pray for me that utterance may be given unto me. You know, one thing for sure, we need prayer, don't we? We really need prayer. Now we find here... Malachi chapter 3, and we'll begin reading with verse 7. Even from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But you said, Wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yea, ye have robbed me, but you say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithe and offering? You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me, thy will, saith the Lord, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, and he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, we want to speak to you for a little while uh, this evening on a, the thought of a cheerful giver. A cheerful giver. A cheerful giver. There are many reasons why that we should, I mean, have a desire to be a cheerful giver. Be a cheerful giver. Let me say in the beginning that a cheerful giver, a cheerful giver gives until it hurts. Not too many of us enjoy hurting, you know. Do most anything to keep from hurting. But if we're a cheerful giver, then we give until it hurts bad. And then a cheerful giver not only gives until it hurts, but a cheerful giver gives until it quits hurting. (laughs) Amen. Now, with just that in mind for a little while, let's consider being a cheerful giver. Uh, Number one, we should be a cheerful giver because the Lord said for us to do that. I mean, if there was no other reason, that'd be enough. That's all we need, just because he said to do it. Don't make any excuses, don't hesitate, don't procrastinate, but just go ahead and do it because he said to do it. Oh, and then, number two, uh, it pleases him. Don't you love to please him? I mean, uh, uh, the few times that I have pleased the Lord, it's unexplainable. Brother Hartman, to do something to please him. When the Lord is pleased, it makes a difference. I remember one time, I can only recall one time, I'm... In my life, in the 50, almost 55 years that I've been trying to preach, I remember at least one time in my life when God said, I am well pleased. Well, that makes you feel good. I mean, that makes you feel good for Him to say, I am well pleased. If you're a cheerful giver, God is well pleased. But now, I want you to notice here, I believe in, in these, in the life of these folks here, we find a, 
a span of time. I want you to consider that. And in this long span of time, these people here were given little or nothing. That's sad, isn't it? When people cut God off, that's sad, isn't it? When people cease and refuse to do that that God said for them to do, cease to do that that God is pleased for them to do, that's sad, isn't it? We found here, the scripture said, even from the days of your fathers. That's a long span. You've gone away from thine ordinances and have not kept them. Uh, many things could be said about that, but let me, let me bring one little question here in regards to that long span of time. Do you not suppose that they were quite a bit Quite a bit behind in the giving. Quite a bit behind in the giving. He said, from the days of your fathers, you've gone away from my ordinances and have not kept it. He said, you hadn't been given for a long period of time. That's sad, isn't it? That's sad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Many things could be said about that, but let's just reason here for a moment if we may... On that back pay. Do you suppose this evening if God Almighty in heaven were to send us a statement? A statement from God. You suppose there'd be some catching up to be done? From the days of your fathers, he said. You've gone away from our ordinances and you have not kept them. That is saying, been a long time since you've given anything. My, my. If the truth was known, as God knows the truth, wonder how far behind we are. Hmm. I wonder how, how long the tax collector would tolerate that. I wonder if you could get by without paying your taxes. Quite often, you'll see a list of property in the paper that's for sale. For sale because of unpaid back taxes. I wonder how long you'd have the nice illumination of electric lights if you didn't pay your bill for several months. Wonder how long you'd have your running convenient water if you didn't pay your water bill for several months. Wonder how long you'd sit down to a good meal if you didn't pay your grocery bill for several months. God says, you're behind. You're behind. Well, someone say, preacher, I'm going to start tithing now. That'd be good. But if you got three months behind on your electric bill and they turn the lights out and you go out there and tell them you're sorry but as of right now I'm going to start paying my bill you reckon they turn the lights on kind of doubt it so do you think it would be a sin do you think it would be a, a disgrace do you think God would fuss at you you think God would rebuke you if you to catch up on your back tithing brother on 
I say we'd have a nice offering tonight if everybody would catch up, don't you imagine? Amen. Oh, and then, not only so, but I'd love for namesake. Now you answer this question in the quietness of your own thinking. How could God brag on these people? How could God command these people? How could God recommend these people? Someone say, God, give me a reference to these people. What could God say to benefit them? My, my. Who would want that outfit? God himself. Don't give them a good record. Mm. Look at it. Even from the days of your fathers, you've gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. My, my. God can't come. He can't. Give them a good name. God can't give them a, a good report. It's all bad, 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 bad. Hmm. Oh, and then, I want you to notice, not only do they have a bad report even from God himself, but we find that they're living, they're living under curse. My goodness. Afraid the sheriff's going to come after them any moment. Speaking of sheriff, I was on my way up to New York, or way on up on 81, way up in Pennsylvania. Uh, I happened to see the patrol car sitting over in the grass, and I looked down at my speedometer, and I was over. I'd be on, and I'd be bewildered. I, fa- I fainted, and I, sure enough, he pulled out, and oh, Lord, I said, this is it, I'm gone. He passed me up, got the man right in front of me, and I thought, well, I'm guilty. I might as well go ahead and pull in here behind and turn. If you run a stop sign this morning and nobody saw you, don't you think if you've done the right thing, you'd go down to the clerk's office and turn yourself in? <laughs> you, think, you think if you don't get caught, you're not guilty? I thought about that. But I thought the line would be so long. <laughs> so I, I, I thought I might as well pull in behind this patrolman and give myself up. And just before I did, I thought, he's busy. <laughs> they're, they're leaving. Living under a curse. Living in the dark. God has already turned the lights out. Sure. And then, they carry the brand. A thief. Let me ask you a question here. Is it real easy to appreciate a thief? Brother Owen, you're a good, honest, compassionate man. Do you really, down deep in your heart, really appreciate a thief? Huh? You really appreciate him. <laughs> I mean, they carried the title, carried the title as being a, a thief, carried the title as being an armed robber. That's a title. We'll look at it like this. That little old cracker box of a car that I've got that I 
Joe didn't hear from Oklahoma City. I left out there about 2 o'clock yesterday and slipped in here while he was eating dinner. Uh, about 1,200 miles. And it's got not now almost 423,000 miles on it. Almost. I gave $8,400 for it when it was brand new. Didn't expect to get home in it. <laughs> I shouted the victory when I drove it up in the yard. Didn't expect to get there. Super good mechanic said, you'd be real fortunate to get 30,000 miles out of that bunch of junk and you'll just have to throw it away. Won't be worth fixing. But I'm serious. Above or right at 423,000 miles. Uh, you couldn't give it away. No way you could give it away. I can leave it downtown Houston. Wicked city. The key is in ignition. <laughs> money, money, money lying in the seat. Nobody, nobody come around. They don't want that much of junk. <laughs> but, you know, if somebody was to come along after scrap man, if the junk man must come along and steal that little car, it'd be hard for me to run him down and bless him for stealing my car. Sure. I'm just saying, not many people really love, really appreciate, really embrace a thief. They're a thief. They're a thief. Some other reason now why we should yield. I've noticed here uh, we find, he said, even from the days of your fathers, you've gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Now, now listen to what he's saying. Thank God for God's long suffering. I say, people, we need to take advantage of his long suffering. We need to grasp his long suffering. We need to embrace his long suffering. Need to embrace his mercy. Need to embrace his grace. Appreciate his long suffering. That's what need to appreciate that. We find God in His long suffering and mercy and grace. He said, I'm going to give you, take your talking to these people here, I'm going to give you the second chance. Hallelujah for the second chance. Glory be to God. Amen, 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 amen for the second chance. Don't you thank God for the second chance? Supposing you'd only had one chance in salvation. Reckon you'd be here tonight? Supposing God had only knocked at your heart's door one time and went on his way, never, never returned. Reckon you'd be here tonight. I doubt it. Thank God for giving us a second chance. But God, God said, you're guilty. You're a thief. You're a robber. You're under curse. You're damned. But I'm going to give you another chance. I'm going to give you another chance for another chance glory be to God for another chance I'm going to let you throw your hook in again Amen He said return unto me and I will return unto you but they said wherein shall we return isn't that sad they were saying God, you're falsely accusing us. You're accusing us of things we're not guilty of. They said, when shall we return? We're, we're innocent people. We're lovely people. We hadn't missed a stitch. 
Isn't it terrible how we can justify ourselves? And the Lord says, well, since you have a question in regards to it, he said, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, even this whole nation. But they said, when shall we, have we robbed thee? In tithe and in offering. Now right there, let's consider the amount. We look at it being 10%. Don't you think you could get by on 9% and give the Lord one? Amen. Uh, some people, they don't give because they don't give. If you follow what I'm saying. If they start giving, then they'll have to give. We, we say that I'm so broke I can't pay attention. But I could borrow a dollar from you. And I could give that dollar into the work of the Lord. And then the Lord, in His mercy and His goodness, give me back ten. I give me a good start, wouldn't it? So, the reason you can't give is because you don't give. I mean, I could pay Brother Hardman back and still have some more left. And I could grow from that. I'm just saying that you don't give because you don't give. You don't have to give because you don't give. All right, now, we've seen the picture here before us. And we hear him as he said, will the man rob God? Yeah, you say, where now we rob thee in tithes and in offering? He said, bring ye the tithe into the storehouse that there might be meat, meat in my house. I believe if you'll take note of it, some of the better services where you sense the presence of the Lord, some of the better services where you get spiritual meat, spiritual food, you Get some spiritual food for your soul. You get strength. You get courage. You get joy. Unspeakable and full of glory. It's where some people give. Some of the more formal services. Some of the deader services. I believe where people are stingy. They don't give. We did a meeting one time. and uh, I was taking up an offering for a good preacher and I asked the people, I said, just bring your offering down and lay it down here on the altar. And one good size fellow, about the size of this good brother sitting right here. Just about his size. He came, he came down and he whispered into my ear and he said, preacher, have you got change for a hundred dollar bill? God be my witness. I I'd never had seen a hundred dollar bill. I didn't know what it looked like. You ever been there? You remember a time when you had never seen a hundred dollar bill? Remember that? I said, no, 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 you've come the wrong man. He went back, sat down, just a little bit he got up, came down there and dropped that hundred dollar bill in the offering. It made a difference in service. Oh, listen, dear beloved, we find here, and the Lord is saying, you're cursed with a curse, because you robbed me, even this whole nation, bringing all the tithe into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And then he said, Prove me herewith, saith the Lord, if I will not open, open you the windows of heaven, and pour, pour you out a blessing, that shall not be room enough for Now, there's a lot of good spiritual blessings involved in this. And then there's, there's a few dollars involved in it too. Maybe even a little Walmart money. Then the Word of God say unto him that is able... To do exceeding, abundantly, above all, you can ask a thing according to the power that worketh in you. Then the Bible says something about the 
unsearchable riches of Christ. Amen. I mean, would it be wrong for God to give you a little extra money? Would you fuss at him if he's to give you a little extra money? That's what he said he'd do. The son will love you if you're a cheerful giver. You'll have more peace in your heart. Let me give a little personal experience here for me. Several years ago, I uh, was walking down the streets there at home, and in my simple way of praying, I, I looked up to the Lord and I said, Lord, what would you think about me increasing my giving? He didn't fuss at me. He didn't say, shh, don't mention that to me, Lord. And I thought, well, since he don't fuss at me, I believe I'll try it. Sure enough, I did. Increased my giving. Not too long after that, had an appointment. Two little bitty churches, two tiny churches, small churches, long distance away, several hundred miles away. My thought was, them good people won't be able to pay my gasoline expense. And I thought, I've got some money laid aside here for the Lord, and I believe I could take that and kind of put a cushion against them bills that's approaching, you know. But I thought, I, I really don't like to do that. I don't like to borrow from from money. From the churchman. I just don't like to do that. I just don't, I don't, I don't really enjoy borrowing from a church money. If I've got it set aside for the work of the Lord, if I borrowed, a greater need might rise somewhere. I just don't like to do that. And I thought, well, I believe I'll just go on my journey and leave it as it is. And if they uh, turn my lights out, I'll give me some lightning bugs. <laughs> if they come and turn my water off, live close to the creek. I'd settle out of water. So I just, I just went to sleep on that one on down the road. Them two little churches, hundreds of miles away. After the services, I was going down the road and I slipped and looked at my money. Let me tell you this one more time. I'd been out of preaching and the Lord threw good people to give me some money. I was going down the road, making about 70 miles an hour, two windows down, 270 air conditioner. And I was crossing a bridge and I pulled my money out to count it. Zip, all of a sudden, $20 bill out the window. It didn't mean a thing to me until it went out the window. I stopped that car, caught it before it hit the water. So, I'm looking at my money. Someone said, money don't bring happiness, it just drives misery away. It just drives misery away. I looked at my money. Looked at my money. How long has it been since you looked at your money? I looked at mine over in the parking lot just a minute ago. Just a minute ago. And you know, one reason God so blesses a cheerful giver, when you get that, it's the closest to your heart. If the truth was known, as God knows the truth, don't you suppose that money is the closest thing to a lot of people's heart? They'd turn loose from a lot of things before they turn loose from a money. But when, when they... When they reach in there and get that that's the closest to their heart, that they embrace, that they build a defense around and take it and give it to the Lord, that gives him access to his rightful place in your heart. Instead of that money, instead of that money being the number one in your heart, he's the number one in your heart. God loves that. God appreciates that. He sure does. He sure does. And so, when I counted my money, they'd give me enough money to take care of my expense 
take care of their own coming bills, and double for that. Put them. There's benefits in it. It's hard to go wrong and be a cheerful. You can't. If you're a cheerful giver, you can't go wrong in that respect. Mm-hmm. I'd say it'd just be out of the question to see a cheerful giver bagging bread. <laughs> Amen. God loves. God loves. You want him to love you? You appreciate God loving you? God loves a cheerful.